I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey y'all, it's Maurice. Welcome back for another week of Category Is. Sorry about last week's episode had a bit of a technical kind of snafu. Seemed like my um, microphone was on a different setting. And instead of re-recording, I was like, okay, I'll just rock with it. I don't really like to re-record because you kind of lose the magic of, you know, like the the first time you do it. So, <clears throat> so I hope you still enjoyed last week's episode, even though I had a bit of a um, little audio issue. And for this week, you know, life is <laughs> happening. Life is going on, and we have a bit of a daddy daycare situation going on right now. So, hubby is away uh, for this week, and I am on puppy patrol, Paw Patrol going on right now so i got the puppy in the studio and he is running around playing with his toys um (laughs) and i need to take away the ones that squeak um while i while i do this but um that's his little squirrel uh toy he kind of he loves squirrels um so whenever we go for a walk he just likes to whenever he sees a squirrel he kind of just sits and like chase tries to chase it a little bit and then he like just watches it. So this squirrel toy is like his arch nemesis, though. He like <laughs> he's trying to destroy it every chance he gets. So he'll probably simmer down after a little bit. He kind of gets the zoomies where he <laughs> where he just runs around um, because it's a, like a crazy burst of energy where and he just like kind of runs around until he gets tired. Um, and then he has like this um, dehydrated cheese rind. You can get him from like Trader Joe's or. Whole Foods, and it's basically like this huge block of cheese that they just kind of like dehydrate, and it gets like rock hard. But they kind of just gnaw on it um, for like months. <laughs> He's had this one for a long time, but um, maybe he'll fall asleep while I'm doing this. So let's get right on to it. What you drinking for tonight? What <laughs> I'm not drinking um, again. So I am on my last week of this detox situation. And, you know, I had really been struggling trying to find, like, a really good non-alcoholic beverage that kind of still, you know, gave me a little something, a little vibe um, that I was having a drink and not, like, really missing out. So, shout out to the people over at Shirley. If you've never heard of Shirley, <laughs> sounds like Shirley, but Shirley, um, it is a non-alcoholic wine company. And they were generous enough to send me over a little sampler of their non-alcoholic wines. So at Shirley, they're on a mission to provide an alternative wine option for those who are choosing not to drink, whatever the reason. So their wines, um, they have a number of different ones. Um, they are sourced from high-quality California grapes. They have a team of talented winemakers um, who work their magic, and they are produced in the same manner that a regular wine is. But then an additional step is they remove the alcohol from the wine. So you still get the same vibe, still get the same flavor of a wine. You just don't get the after effects of the wine. You know, like that wine headache, the wine hangover the next day. You don't get any of that. Everything is very low sugar, low calorie, and literally it tastes just like wine. Like you're really not going to be missing out. So they have a number of different varietals. So they have a non-alcoholic rosé. They have a non-alcoholic 
Sauvignon Blanc. You know, I love my white wines and my rosé. Um, they have a non-alcoholic sparkling white and a non-alcoholic sparkling rosé. And just new back in stock is a non-alcoholic Pinot Noir. So if you want to try out the Shirley wines, go to HiShirley.com. Choose the different wines that you like and use the promo code HAPPYHOUR for 15% off of your first order. And even though it's my last week of, of um, not drinking, you know, may not come when you want it, but it'll be there right on time. So tonight I'm having the sparkling rosé, which is so, so good, y'all. Like, so it gives you the vibe of a sparkling rosé and, you know, I'm celebrating <laughs> the end of this detox. But I had the Sauvignon Blanc and I also had the um, just a regular regular rosé. Um, as well. So I can vouch for <laughs> all of these and tell you that you will probably really, really enjoy them. So let's just hop into the categories for this week. And we got a couple of shockers. So first big one is that Britney Spears un- kind of announced that she might possibly, hypothetically, allegedly be pregnant. Um, So she took to her Instagram and Listen, she's been doing the most on this Instagram since she got freed and, you know, more power to her. She is, mm, Brittany got to be almost 40 at this point. Um, and, you know, she is reclaiming her time. <laughs> and she, po- you know, she used to post those videos of her just dancing like offbeat in that kitchen and like in the hallway. Um, and then she finally got freed and, you know, she's been taking it to to Instagram. <laughs> And taking off all her clothes at the same time. So she's been posting pictures with her titties out and rolling around on the beach in the water with no clothes on. So maybe Aquaman got her pregnant or something because she said she was on vacation, which isn't she always on vacation? Like she's been on vacation like perpetually. Um, But they're in somewhere tropical and she called him her husband, which I don't think they're married yet. They like kind of just got engaged. Um, but she said, you know, her husband thought that she was just pregnant with a food baby, meaning that she ate too much. Um, but then she apparently took a pregnancy test and she says that she's pregnant. Like, one is a bad look because none of the media outlets kind of picked it up. And the ones that did, the headlines were like, Britney Spears says she's pregnant. Britney Spears posts that she might be pregnant. And no one was really like confirming the story, which that's already bad news, mama. Like you, I I don't want to use the word unhinged, but you got a lot going on down to the Instagram. I just want somebody to change her password without her knowing. Like Sam, you got her phone. Because you be taking all her pictures. Just change her password real quick. Like, don't tell her what it is. Or you know, just add a couple exclamation points at the end or something. Because she be doing the most <laughs> down to the social media. And it's just not, this is not a good look for all the people who spent all this time, like, trying to free Britney. And I'm like, this ain't what we freed you, <laughs> your ass for. Like, I guess people thought she was, like, in the studio this whole time. And, like... Working on a new album, child, you're going to be waiting longer 
for this album than for a Rihanna album because she definitely ain't been taking no dancing class. <laughs> she ain't been taking no vocal coaching. She damn sure ain't been doing no makeup tutorials either because, ooh, child. The first thing Britney need to go do is see somebody about them hair extensions because they always look a ratty mess. But, I mean, girl, um, we'll see. We'll see. Right now might not be the perfect time for you to be bringing a kid, like, into this world. Like, you literally just got your life back. And I know you're trying to make up for lost time, but, girl, I mean... But uh, congrats, I guess. I don't know. Congrats to another couple out there. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> who won category is best comeback of 2021. Jennifer 2.0 um, announced their engagement. <laughs> and honestly, truly. J-Lo, why do you keep doing this? Like, really, why do you keep doing this? Because, girl, you got a track record. Like, you got all the memes going across social media with you collecting all the stones like Thanos. Like, girl. No, ma'am, are y'all going to make it down the aisle? Probably not. But why even get engaged, like, at this point? Like, why? You know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, a second chance at love. And, you know, things are different now. And you're at different points in your life, in your career. And, you know, you're more mature. And so some of the things that happened, like, way back when y'all were first together and engaged. And then y'all canceled the wedding, like, the week of. Like, girl, you can't get none of that deposit back. Maybe you've learned those lessons, and I think I guess that's what might be different this time. Is like, yeah, we fucked that up. Like, yeah, we girl, we was young, and we didn't know what we was doing, and we, you know, kind of let all the outside stuff like affect us. So maybe that's what is different this time. But don't plan no big wedding. Like, don't be engaged for two, three years. Go down to the courthouse, pay that $65, and get it done right there. Like, if you're going to do it, just do it. Like, I don't see the point in waiting. Um, You're of a certain age. Y'all have both been (laughs) married multiple times before. (laughs) Like, girl, the jig is up. You don't need nothing that says white and virgin and, you know, this is my forever. (laughs) Girl, this might be your two years, and that's it. Because, like, seriously, at this point, why do you need to get married again? So this time he proposed with a big old nasty green diamond, which I've never seen before. Apparently, they're very rare, very expensive. And the estimates are that the ring costs between 3 and $5 million. <laughs> which is too much. Last time it was a pink diamond. You know, this time it's a green diamond, which... About the pledge, aka or something, the pink and the green. And another thing is, does she keep the rings? Like, what does she do with the engagement after she calls it off? That's what I want to know. Does she pawn if she go down to the pawn shop or something? I think it all depends on like the state that you live in, because in some states, I learned this from watching um <laughs> the People's Court. So in some states, you can keep the ring under any circumstance; it doesn't even matter. And then other states, it depends on like, what day they gave you the ring. So 
it could be considered a gift. So if you propose to someone on Christmas, their birthday, um, Valentine's Day, like a, a gift giving holiday, then you can consider it a gift and you don't have to give it back. But if he proposed on like Thursday down at the Red Lobster and it's like no special occasion or anything, then she would have to give it back depending on like what state or jurisdiction they were in. So I don't know the circumstances. I personally would not be spending three to five million dollars on something that I ain't guaranteed. <laughs> like I would go down to JC Penn and get you a little pink ice ring, you know, back like it's 1997 again <laughs> when y'all were together <laughs> the first time. That was like $45 and call it a day. So $45 for the pink ice ring, 65 for the justice of the peace down at city hall you in for like 110 dollars. you're good to go like don't be making no outrageous like investments because i also heard they're like buying a 65 million dollar house down to beverly hills like girl no ma'am we're not doing none of that because she did all of that with a rod too and then it just takes so much longer to untangle all of that like can't y'all just be this mommy friend <laughs> For the rest of y'all life. Like, we know y'all together. The kids know y'all together. Like, who we fronting for? Doing all this shit for attention. Because don't nobody really care. That's the gag. Like, if they never got engaged, nobody would care. Bad eye. You show it to the red carpet. Oh, y'all still together? Okay. But when the shit fall apart, that's when you're going to be asking for privacy. So, like, girl, save that. But you never know. Maybe she gave him an ultimatum. <laughs> Like this Netflix show. Oh my God. Have y'all seen the ultimatum on Netflix? Now I'm usually not into the whole Netflix dating shows. Cause they had, what was the one? Love is blind. And they had, um, I think they had two seasons of that. Right. I can't remember. The first one was, they lost me on the first episode. But then they had, um, what was the other one? I can't remember. But anyway, The Ultimatum. It's called The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On. And basically it had six couples. One person in the, in the relationship um, gave their partner an ultimatum and was like, hey, marry me or we're done. <laughs> and, you know, they come on this show and... The pre the premise it seemed kind of stupid to me at first because okay so first they have this dinner and then they quote unquote break up and then the next day they have to start going on dates with the other newly single people in this group of like the six couples and then they have to decide which one they want to start to quote unquote date. And they had they kept calling it like an accelerated process. So the person they picked, they would move in together <laughs> for three weeks. Then they would have like another three weeks where they would go back to their original partner. And, you know, I guess whatever lessons they learned or, you know, whatever connection they had brewing with the other person, they would do that for three weeks. And then they would decide if they were either going to propose to the person they initially came in there with, propose to the person that they, the new person that they spent their like first three weeks with, or just break up altogether and leave. So I'm not going to give like too many spoilers in case you want to check it out. 
But the original couples, they had a guy named Colby, and I think her name was Madeline. Madeline was like the party chick. Like she was just out there trying to fuck and like get <laughs> drunk and party. And Colby, the guy, was actually the person who gave his girlfriend the ultimatum. He was like, hey, you know, this is what I want. I, I know I want to be with you, so let's just go ahead and make it work. Then we had Randall and Shanique. And Randall seemed a little gay to me. Like, ah, uh, <laughs> mm, girl, I don't know. But he just seemed a bit zesty um, for Shanique. So he, it wasn't about like how he was dressed because you know everybody dresses in that kind of metro um, way. And then if you're on TV, you got you have like a stylist and stuff anyway. So um, it was just like his mannerisms. And, like, the way he kind of spoke. <laughs> and it was like, girl, Miss Randall, a lady, honey. But <laughs> at one point. So the girl that he started seeing, the new girl, said that they were laying in bed. And Randall uh, <laughs> got an erection. And so his girlfriend, Shanique, she seemed kind of shocked that Randall got an erection. <laughs> And it wasn't like, I'm shocked that he got one with you. It's like, I'm shocked that he got one at all. I was like, oh, okay. She kind of let, let something loose there. Then we had Ray and Zay. And Ray was, you know, a little, she was pretty. She was kind of trying, you can tell she was trying to give you Meghan Markle vibes. But girl, not with them eyelashes um, that you got down at the mall. And then Zay, he was like this really tall, like tatted up guy. But Zay, I believe, has a learning difference because um, it took him way too long to kind of form a sentence. And he would get really angry and like aggressive. So I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe he needs an anger management and like a speech language pathologist or something. Because he kept talking about like his childhood trauma and they never really went like too much into detail about it but yeah he just you could tell he got some layers going on um under there and he just really needs to talk that out i mean not talk it out because he like i said he got that speech on thing but he needed to figure it out because he got a lot going on then there was a guy named jake and he looks like one of he could be one of steph curry kids he had like this real you know like light-skinned look but he just had like a weird he just looked weird and he was with this Filipina girl. She was a mess, too, because she was one of them party girls. And she kind of reminded me of Aquafina, the comedian. But those were the four that were stayed on the show. So then there were two other couples. And I won't get uh, give too many spoilers about them. But some stuff happens in, like, the second episode that was pretty shocking. So check it out. Personally, I'm not for an ultimatum. Like to me, I think it's a lose-lose situation because an ultimatum is do this or we're done. And you know, these are very monumental like life-changing requests. It's like marry me today, you know, or <laughs> tomorrow and propose to me right now. And I don't think they were really thinking about like the long term um of that and it's like if we get you know, one, I guess, you know, divorce rate what being what it is. And, you know, it's really easy to get a divorce in this country. Um, well, in most countries. But then a lot of the cast 
the relationships were pretty fresh. Like it wasn't like we've been together 10 years and we do everything as a married, you know, as a married couple people, everybody think we married anyway. So we might as well. It's like, yeah, we've been together for a year and a half, like a year and a half girl. Like that's it. Like if we've been dating for a year and a half, like when, how long we've been serious. Cause I think the first six, no, I was, Definitely the first six months, you're still getting to know someone. The first year, you're still getting to know someone. I don't think you're really, I don't think you can be really sure about someone. This is something that me and my um, brothers have talked about before. It's like, I think you need to be together at least like bare minimum two years before you can, you can start to think, hey, maybe I can see the rest of my life with this person. Because I think you just haven't been in enough situations. You haven't been in enough um, different environments to kind of see how they move, see how they operate, see how they react to certain, you know, situations or stressors or, you know, trauma, anything. You just haven't had the opportunity to kind of see that going. And then a lot of them hadn't even lived together before. And I'm like, so you've been together a year and a half. I think the longest relationship on there they said was two and a half years, which is, you know, you're still kind of, you're just getting out of that, you know, get to know you phase, I think. But in a year and a half, you haven't lived together. So you don't know what she looked like when she wake up in the morning. You know, it's all fun and games where you can go out on your date and then go home (laughs) and not have to deal with them. Oh, you know, I'm sure they have been spending the night at each other's place, but living together is like a completely different situation. But yeah, I just think it's a lose-lose because who would want to be given an ultimatum and then say, okay, you want to get married? Let's get married. But what if they really don't want to get married? Like, what if they aren't feeling you like that, you know? And it's just like, I gave you ultimatum and you you proposed to me, we're going to get married, but then... Do you even want to be here? Do you want to be with me? Or are you only here because I gave you the ultimatum? And then is their heart really in it? Like, are they just giving you the bare minimum now? Because like, what the fuck you want, bitch? <laughs> you said we wanted to get married. We got married. Now what? Are you going to have to keep continually giving ultimatums to kind of move the relationship along? Like, I just think it's nobody can win from that. Like, you want to be in a situation where somebody wants to be there and somebody wants to want the same things that you want. And it's like, girl, if he ain't, if she ain't ready in a year, then I think that's a bit too soon to be giving ultimatums. Two years, still too soon. Like I said, if you're in that three to five, eight, you know, 10 years, okay, then let's talk about, well, what the fuck are we doing? You know, the shit or get off the pot scenario. But then also, everybody in that motherfucker was young, like young, young. So this bitch is 23. Okay, we've been together a year and a half. That means I was, what, 21 when we got together? When you're 21, you're going to be 21. And you ain't trying to be tied up and locked down. Well, let me clarify, because these people were in Austin, Texas. So things are a bit different down there. Um, Growing up in South Carolina, things are a lot different. People either got married right out of high school, or if you went to college, you've kind of found found your person in college and got married right after undergrad. So, but I can see some of the mentality there, but you just haven't lived enough at 21 and a half, you know, to know 
that this is the person you want to be with for, for the rest of your life. Like, this ain't Bridgerton, girl. You need to get out there and sample and see what, you know, hot girl summer going to be like. But yeah, some of the people were like 23 to like 26. And then like the two other couples, I believe they were older. Like, I know for sure the one guy, though I liked him. He was 30. But everybody else was like early to mid 20s. Like, that's a volatile age range. Because, like I said, you're either fresh out of college and out here trying to, you know, figure your own self out. Or, you know, you're just, you're still trying to figure it out. And I think that's too chaotic of a time to, like, really know what you want, see, like, the bigger picture, and then, like, really make, you know, these mature, life-changing decisions. But... They cast for drama, baby, and it was a <laughs> mess. That shit was a train wreck just waiting to happen. So check it out on Netflix. It actually dethroned Bridgerton as like the number one TV show on Netflix. So they just had the finale, finale episode and then like they did a reunion um, afterwards. So it's about, I think it's 10 episodes total because they had eight episodes of the show, then they had the finale, and then they had the reunion um, afterwards. So check it out this weekend if you have not done so already. So now it is time for my I Said What I Said, and it is kind of wrapped up into my 10, so I'll try to <laughs> explain uh, as I go along. So 10s, 10s, 10s across the board for Rihanna, Robin, Rihanna, Fenty on the cover of the May issue of Vogue. And on this cover, Mama got all nasty um, lace kind of situation going on. She got these gloves and it's like a pantsuit and like her bump is on full display. And tends to you, Rihanna, because you have on a lot more clothes than you have had on um, recently. So the title of this article is Oh Baby, Rihanna's plus one. So as we know, Rihanna is pregnant. And the reason we know is because she been trotting that baby bump all across the globe for the past few months. And I'm going to choose my words carefully because, you know, you're not supposed to say anything negative about a pregnant woman. And, you know, pregnancy is beautiful, bringing new life into this world and all of that. But, girl, you got to put some clothes on. I'm sorry. You could be pregnant. You can be big and pregnant. You can be as beautiful as you want to be with some clothes on. And like, is it the middle of February, girl? It's March and it's cold. Like, it was cold up in here. You was all in New York and stuff. And you got your stomach out. <laughs> you go through like such a, I guess, ordeal to find the one outfit or the all the outfits that you can just show your stomach. Like, is see-through or you button it right under the boobs and you just got the stomach open or something like that. Like, I, like I get it. And clothes be tight. You don't want it all, you know, constricting and stuff, but put on a sweatshirt like everybody else put on a button up. Like they make maternity clothes. Like the whole article is about how she's redefining maternity fashion. Girl, what fashions you ain't got no clothes on <laughs> and no shades. The shit looks tacky. Like, I saw one picture. You had on a pair of, like, silk boxer shorts and, like, a silk pajama top. No ma'am. 
or you had on that purple like teddy coat and a Cleopatra wig. Like, no, ma'am. Like, what is you doing? And then that one event where you had, I guess, that necklace or like that belly chain and that thing was cutting down into your stomach, girl. That thing looked like it was going to leave a mark or something. But it's your body. I'm not policing it. You know, do what you want, wear what you want. But I guess we shouldn't be surprised because even before you were pregnant, girl, you ain't never had no bra on and you was half naked anyway. So... Tens to you for getting Vogue cover, one of the few black women to be on the Vogue cover. And you are the first Barbadian billionaire. And you were just named by Forbes magazine, um, also the highest paid or the richest woman in entertainment. So, girl, you winning. Tens for you. With all that money, you can buy a bit more fabric next time. <laughs> That's all I'll say. All right, y'all. That about wraps up the show for this week. Watch The Ultimatum if you have not done so already, and we can talk about it. I'm going to get on out of here, and I'm going to go watch the season finale of Abbott Elementary. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now. Category is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith.